Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast about two United fans. I'm Caleb. Notch is out this week. Nerd! And I'm Colin. This week, we bring you Zlatan's single-handedly changing traffic in rural Los Angeles, Zlatan single-handedly winning Dare Classicer, and Zlatan... Oh wait, nothing was going to win that game for Minnesota United. So since Notch is not here this week, um, he's the one that comes up with our intros, which is why we're always completely flummoxed by these questions that he gives us. If, when you hear us stammering in the beginning, it's usually because we have no idea what to say and the question was just thrown upon us, which I guess makes for good radio. Yeah, yeah. Um, spontaneity is the spice of audio mediums. So... Um, we are going to have the most bland intro then, because we've actually planned something. Uh, we're going to read some of these reviews that you have so lovingly delivered for us. Yeah, we're up to 35 reviews on iTunes. Um, and if, if you have reviewed us, uh, thanks so much. It means a lot to us. If you haven't yet, it's very easy. If you have an iTunes account, um, it takes two minutes. Um, it's a lot of help for us to get more listeners. It, some with, some with, something with their algorithm makes us appear more on like searches and stuff yeah um, um as a reward just as a quick reminder 50 reviews is gonna be our threshold to invite uh, one jeff Reuter uh back onto the podcast um 100 reviews and we will potentially do a live show somewhere in this great state of minnesota or you know what screw this let's let's also have like elsewhere as an option <laughs> elsewhere well we recorded this intro three times now and you've previously suggested Pequot Lakes because you had no idea where that was. It's true. I, I still vaguely have an idea. And where then it was. I revealed that that is where my family is from. And my, so my grandpa grew up, and he now lives a quarter. He, he and my grandma live like a quarter mile away from where they grew up on Olson Road, which is not a lie. On Olson Road. And there are a couple of good, uh, really good breweries nearby Great Axe. No, not Great Axe. Big Axe. Yeah, yeah. Big Axe Brewing and uh, Gull Dam Brewing. They love their puns and their beer up north. Anyway, let's go to the just a few reviews. Dan, if you want to review us in the future, you might get your review read on air. Um, the funnier they are, the more likely them to read them. Or if they have, you know, some good... Good insight. Good insight yeah. and good uh, criticism. Um, then these are all, fi- all five-star reviews. Uh, number one from Real Hodgepodge. Uh, good listen. Uh, fun to listen to. Needs more Bundesliga, though. And it is kind of hard f- for us to do Bundesliga with a full MLS slate of games. And we are, respectively, a Liverpool and Arsenal supporter, so we do focus a lot on the Premier League. I mean, as an Arsenal supporter, it, it feels more and more every day like I'm a Dortmund fan. But, um, <laughs> it's that painful? That and, like, we're bringing everybody in from Oh, that's Dortmund. true. Yeah, yeah, Mkhitaryan and... Abamyang, Smed, and Mislintot's doing our scouting now. Jeez. Yeah, so in like, like three years, you'll have uh, Jurgen Klopp. That's Jürgen. who. Oh no, no, please no! <laughs> I love him so much. Anyway, uh, next review from somebody. It's a jumble of letters uh, starting with a Q. There's a Z in there. W. Like, there might be every single one of these on the alpha. Letters of the alphabet in there at least once. If you smashed your keyboard when coming up with your iTunes name, you know who you are. Uh, the title of this one is the best title of any review we've had. It's uh, Edging Towards Ecstasy. Ecstasy. Ooh. Which, like if you listen this. to this podcast, it's a you very... Understand. It's a very... Um, a theme that has somehow infiltrated our podcasts against our wishes, probably. <laughs> Again, Notch is not here for this podcast, yeah. so... Um, anyway, the, the review. I listen to every MNUFC and MLS podcast I can find during the week workday, but I look forward to this podcast in particular being released every week. The hosts provide a light-hearted and informed view of the loons from de- dedicated season ticket holders and supporters. Give the show a listen and come on, you loons. Phrasing, bro. For, yeah, phrasing. Are, like, we, are we still Edging towards ecstasy, don't say come on, you loons. <laughs> Unless, of course, you actually do put the comma in there like it's supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is animal cruelty. Um, last review for this week. Uh, they do okay, which, thanks, uh, from Lost Apollo. Um, review says seriously they give a mixture of weird comedy and soccer and well done Las Apollo you summed up this podcast perfectly that is the most succinct way of describing uh, this podcast ever yeah well I think they win the same rewards we have in the, for any other reviews yeah 
So, but then she got a shout out. Yes, fantastic. Yeah. Um, Speaking of weird comedy, I I I guess in this next segment it's gonna be a lot more black comedy than um, weird comedy. Um, Let's go into our segment. We have to do it. We call it loon monitoring. In the loon monitoring segment, we talk about Minnesota United FC, our loons, who unfortunately um, gave us all frostbite for absolutely no fucking reason. Yeah, this game was pretty much the exact opposite. Of the home opener in Chicago. Chicago was perfect. It was a great game. We played super well. It was nice, free-flowing, attacking soccer. And we won. This game was cold and terrible and was stagnant and tired and just didn't want to be there. Yeah, if you um, have been under a rock, uh, Minnesota United lost 1-0 against Atlanta United. Um, certainly a better scoreline than the fixture the um, year before. We won't talk as much about that. No, but... I've, re- I've removed that from my memory. Yeah. Um, the game started auspiciously enough with a Calvo own goal off of a corner. I mean, it, it, there's nothing. I don't blame Calvo for this. He apologized on social media for some reason. It's an own goal, it, it's an unlucky bounce. If you're not there, you, that means you're not defending. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's just an unlucky, unlucky bounce. And besides that, Atlanta didn't look too dangerous. No, no. Which makes the scoreline even that more infuriating. Um, uh, let's read off the stats without um, mentioning the uh, Leandro Gonzalez-Perez-sized hole in them. Uh, Minnesota had 70% possession. Uh, they had only five shots outside of the box. They had three shots on target, one of which was, I believe, off of a free kick. Yeah, I think it was the free kick. Second minute, yeah. After uh, LGP's first yellow card. Bingo. She got in like the 31st second. Um, <laughs> so quick. Minnesota had 15 total passes completed into Atlanta's 18-yard box. At- Atlanta buntered, and smartly too. Um, they were even buntering before they were... Yeah, the, the down to ten men. It, yeah. it happened very quickly after they scored the first goal. I wouldn't even say that. I think it was probably about the first fifteen twenty minutes were kind of feeling things out, mm-hmm. and then once they realized that Minnesota was actually you know looking decent value, then they just closed up shop, and which was weird from Atlanta. Yeah, it's a weird when you're at when you have eleven men, even if you're. A, and you're Atlanta, and it, to not be attacking and trying to control the game is just shocking. I think it might have kind of threw up players for a loop. They didn't really know what to do. And then LGP just sent off, setting the old card for body checking Sam Nicholson to the boards while Nicholson was out of bounds. Yeah, clear, the, clear yellow card. Yeah, um, he had the temerity to actually like argue with the ref that that was not a yellow. He took a long time to walk off the field too. Yes, he did. Um, speaking of other things that took Atlantans a long time to do. Um, are, are we sure they weren't attacked by like an invisible force? Because they fell down a lot and stayed down. I'm fairly certain that they're actually still on the field at TCF. Um, <laughs> Dred Garza injured his ankle and his shoulder in the same game. Both were too tired rolling around on the ground for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, if he's okay, I really hope he's, you know, I mean... More power to him because he looks real out of shape. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. By the way, why would you roll around on the ground if you have a shoulder injury <laughs> you know, that, that where was... you would have to bash it into the ground no. every single time that you do a barrel roll? I think that was the the last injury during stoppage time where he grabbed his shoulder. Um, Tata's yawning at him to stay up because if he goes down, he knows Pencil's going to send him off. And... Yeah, he just like crouches over and like slowly falls onto his, and rolls around. He has to be taken off because he's under whenever a uh, play stop for injured player that'd be off the pitch. And Penso knew what he was doing. Yeah, Penso cut him off for a good ninety seconds. Just like, nope, not yet. I know what you're doing. Not yet. That was about the only time that Penso actually did something good yeah. about that situation. Yeah, um, uh, Lorena, which we should say injured for real. Julie no, injured. me yeah. <laughs> yelling that. But at, it's hard to tell a legit injury when players are falling right. over. And and yeah, I would I would be less mad if Minnesota did that when we were up by one goal on ten men against Atlanta. Honestly, but at the same time, I'd be like, come on, guys, just get up. You're, yeah, you're just like bad. Yeah, um, I I would I would mention that I wouldn't like to see that out of my team. No, but I mean, I would get over it. Yeah, and if I was an Atlanta fan who traveled to Minnesota, 
I'd be miserable and pissed and like, hey, three points, but I saw my team bunter and not play exciting football and basically bounce an own goal and for right. three points. Yeah, should we got three points, but God, I was miserable. Like that that's how I would feel as an Atlanta fan. Here's my question. Um you're a Liverpool fan, I'm an Arsenal fan. Mm-hmm. We are both very avid watchers of games where our teams are facing nine men in the box at all times. Yeah. Why didn't Minnesota break through? Uh, quality. I think Dunlady is more focused on, uh, is more apt to play a counter attacking game. Uh, when defense is stacked in the box, he can't really break through. Um, and that's why he was saving off for Christian. I thought um, in particular that sub was probably about 15 minutes too late. I think all the subs are too late in this game. Yeah. Um, all two of them. All two of them. Yeah. Uh, Christian, still not 100%. It's easy to see. He was kind of a, not lethargic, but not as quick as he is when he's 100%. Uh, the bye week hasn't cleared him a week sooner for him, but good that he has another week to kind of rest his ankle for Portland. Right. Um, Toy should have came in earlier. Um, he's not an aerial threat, but he's what six three, and he did end up, uh, yeah, end up hitting the post. Um, Finley did not play well. Greg Garza defended him very well there throughout the game. Um, Nicholson, I he had spurts where he played well, but I, I feel like that body check in the board just kind of like jarred him a little bit. Maybe enough. I mean, <clears throat> I I just have to look at it and say that it was tactical errors. Yeah. Um, um Coleman. Yeah. Who is probably our best aerial threat, even though he's a center back, Shuttertainman. Yeah. Period. I mean, for me, though, the most glaring stat is that they crossed 49 times during yeah. this game and had an 18% completion rate on them. And they were all lofted crosses. Yeah. And at a certain point, you have to think, you know, these aren't working. We're not finding anyone's head in the box. It, it was like the dance scene at the beginning of Knocked Up, yeah. where Seth Rogen is just <laughs> doing the sprinkler, and it's not working okay, at all. First of all, it is he is throwing the dice. Oh, that's right. How it was the dice. dare you? <laughs> Sorry. But also, very apt analogy. <laughs> I was so close to getting a perfect analogy. Damn it. Um, but, but no, in, in all seriousness, though, like when you're... I know this from Arsenal games because I agonize about it. The way that you break down a bunkered team like that is by doing as many things as possible to keep them honest in different areas. Yeah. You take long shots. You run at the wall that they're putting up at the top of the 18. You pass through them. Yeah. You, you try something different than just crosses. And there's... Sorry to cut you off, but... Again, they're all lofted crosses. A uh, little preview for Liverpool game. Down one nothing. We scored two goals late, both off of low-driven crosses. That just yeah. happened to find Mane. Just happened to find Salah. Yeah. But those can also bounce in off of defenders. Exactly. Um, with a keeper like Guzan, yes, he's good when he's on his game, but he is very prone to some mistakes. Yeah. Get the ball on him. Get the ball on his body. But the three saves he made... Were solid saves. I think the most important one was that late Nicholson chance that was a nice, well worked team play. Lope crossed along the box, found I thought on top of the box, found Nicholson who one timed it. Jazan was just quick, go, yeah, down to the ground and saved it. Yeah, I mean, um, again, yeah, it's doing like, that. Yeah, if you figure that you're gonna have a twenty percent chance of getting a long shot on target. That's better than what they were doing in terms of crosses. Yeah. Like, um, you've, you've got to play the numbers. you got to figure out some way to break them down. Um, I do, because I know that we've been belaboring this game probably too much. I do want to address um, Francisco Calvo's comments after the game. Yeah, uh, he mentioned that... Um, the- was either was it MLS or the media or both? Um, it it was. I read it primarily as MLS. MLS and yeah. the website, media in general too. Essentially, that they've given so much credit and respect to um, the LA teams, the New York teams, Atlanta, and yet with Minnesota having been less bad 
than the Galaxy were over the course of a season. Um, they've given Minnesota far less credit whenever Minnesota wins. It's, oh, Minnesota won, and then they move on. Um, and The thing is, he's not wrong. Um, you can group up a lot of teams with Minnesota in that statement, and you'd still be right. Columbus, New England, Colorado, um, Houston, you could probably say, um, San Jose, um, Dallas now trying to fall off the MLS must talk about radar. Um, Philadelphia. Those are all teams that have been around longer than Atlanta, been around longer than LAFC. Columbus is an original team in MLS, and they still don't get as much credit. But those teams also... I'm not trying to say those teams um, aren't are all, that good. Aren't, aren't, well, Columbus is good. I think yeah. Houston is is decent, but they can be linked in Minnesota. It's not just Minnesota getting the shaft from MLS, and guess guess what? Minnesota isn't that good. Right. Um, I think this just came out. He was frustrated about the own goal. Frustrated he didn't score one of his two very close chances near the end of the game. He was very close to scoring. Um, just just wide of the post, but. Um, I think this has been building since he's arrived at Minnesota. If he said it after the game, the win against Atlanta last year, that's a perfect thing to say right there. Hell, if he had said that after the game against Chicago this year, it would have been perfect timing to say, we're not respected by the league. Mm-hmm. You need to take notice that we're doing something here. Yeah. Here's my take on this. Um, when you combine Calvo's statement that Minnesota doesn't get enough respect. When you combine Adrian Heath after the game saying this was the most pleased that he's been in a performance this entire year. I have more issue with that than Cowboys' statement. I I do too, but all of these put together, you look at what Minnesota's done, and you know I I've said it many times, Minnesota is a team that can beat you so long as you don't have your best players around. Minnesota is a team that conditionally can look very good against teams. But when everything is put into totality, when you see, you know, 10 games down the road, if Minnesota have, you know, five wins on the season, five losses, I'm going to say, yeah, they're doing reasonably well given some of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. But if you're saying you need to respect us because we beat Chicago without Schweinsteiger at home, we beat Orlando on the road minus five of their best players. If you're saying that we beat Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz, despite the fact that they went down to 10 men and already had a backup keeper. Like, all of these things where... They're trying and grasping at straws to say, respect us because of what we've accomplished. What they've accomplished has not been that good. Mm-hmm. So if Francisco Calvo, I know he's the captain. I know he's the guy that needs to be rallying the troops. But if he's honestly saying, you need to respect us from what we've done, they've been giving Minnesota the proper respect. The fact that MLSsoccer.com, probably the website that he was railing against, downgraded them in the power rankings to 21st this week, specifically because they couldn't beat a 10-man team that wasn't bothering to attack at home, that is a damning statement. And that's the reason that I think a lot of Minnesota United fans were rightfully upset with the performance. Yeah, they can be upset with the performance. I don't I just don't think his comments should be taken too seriously. He was frustrated after a tough game and bitter cold weather. It's a team that is it's starting to feel like our team doesn't like and vice versa. And it's not important that the fans or the media think he's right. Imagine that the team thinks he's right. If the team can back his talk up and like, yeah, we're better than they think we are, and they start playing well together, then his comments should be commended and think that can be a driving force for this season. 
they can also backfire completely though yeah um it luckily they don't have a game this weekend so we can talk about this for a whole other fucking week but uh go on twitter stay off reddit stay, stay off all social media concerning loons for a week and yeah it'll all be fine yeah just <laughs> just trust at the attachment and at chaos 716 will guide you through these waters um yeah. it, a couple of other quick notes. Um, the, the obvious Darwin Quintero was finally officially announced. The thing that's been in the works for two, three weeks now finally actually exists. You know, I have a feeling he might sign for us. Yeah. They actually did announce it. <laughs> I know. I'm, like That's that, that's the joke. I'm sorry. Anyway. That's the joke.jpg. <laughs> anyway. Um, Kevin Molino had successful ACL surgery yesterday, so good luck to him on his rehab, and get well soon, Kevin. Please. Please. Uh, um, that, he, is, he is on the season-ending injury yeah, list. Yeah, he won't be back but, this season. If if we make the playoffs, maybe. But, no, no, no he's... Okay, then never yeah, mind. Yeah, he, he's not then, back. Get well soon. Um, take your time as well. Don't get injured while you're, doing, while you're rehabbing. Yeah. So, I know he's a... I've been listening to this podcast. Lucy probably is now. Absolutely. He has plenty of time. Anyway, let's move on to our next segment, the Major Listing Service. In the Major Listing Service, we talk about MLS. We talk about the goings-on in the top level of American soccer. Um, how long can we avoid talking about Zlatan? Like, I, I just want to see how long we can string this out. I mean, we literally, we literally have one game in our notes before the El Trafico. Do you want to skip that one and go straight to Zlatan? Just get it over with? Yeah, let's <laughs> Rip that it. band-aid off. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the first note that we have about the 4-3 El Trafico win for the Galaxy um, is how long can we act as though the first 60 minutes were the only part of the game? Uh, complete drubbing by LAFC. Vela scores twice. Um, Daniel Starr's own goal, which was even, un- even as unlike. If not as unlucky as uh, Tavo's own goal, I mean um, it was Stara's. It was it was a backheel finish, yeah. basically. I mean, good finish by him, to be fair. But three nothing uh, in the sixtieth minute or so, just cruising. And the then, Olays were going at StubHub, yeah. and there was a video of a LA Galaxy player, uh, player, a uh, fan wearing a Donovan jersey, taking it off, and then putting on a Vela jersey. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then. And then uh, the tide did the, shift. Yeah, something happened. Well, uh, uh, well, no. Like, scored. Yeah, Sebastian Leckett scored. Um, Matt Doyle actually does have a really good uh, wrap-up of how this worked over at the beleaguered website, MLSsoccer.com. <laughs> the failing MLS soccer. Give us our credit, MLS. Give our Andrew Wiebe failing journalist. The Rasmussen reports have us at 50% approval rating. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's it. 35 a- reviews. <laughs> God. Anyway, but... Um, it, it, they were noting that like Cervano Carrasco was starting to press a little bit more forward. Um, basically, they were interrupting the kind of counter press that LAFC were playing with. So um, Carrasco it breaks up play. It gets through and Special Legit uh, gets the goal. Um, all of a sudden, the chants start coming. We want Zlatan. We want Zlatan. Uh, Zlatan comes on and... He doesn't even score the next goal. Pontius scores the next goal. Dab- diving header. Brings uh, them, with, with, them within one. Zlatan definitely screened that goal. He definitely yeah. pulled the center backs away. And Pontius was just wide open to dive header. Because those center backs were like, Zlatan's not the score in the bots on us. And they were right for the next one, at least. He scored from like <laughs> oh, 45 God, yards out. they were right. So Sir, go let- watch this highlight and... No, you've already watched this highlight. Go watch it 7,000 more times. <laughs> it is ridiculous. His hit, he hits the ball like even with his hip almost. Yeah, it, it it was a half volley that had gotten like at least halfway up his thigh. Like if that ball was the height of somebody's shorts, they would not be allowed in school the next day. Um, but Zlatan just has the of course he has the balls to do it yeah. like he you need a lot more than balls to like hit something with power from 40 yards out knowing that the keeper is not even even with a penalty spot no and he 
rips off his jersey in celebration, shows off his lion abs or whatever. And then, okay, what a great story. He relies on a fantastic goal. The stadium's going to end tied. 3-3. Uh, three, three. Three, three. Cool. cool. Uh, LFC, nope. LFC FC hits the post twice on two different attacks. Yes. That did close. But then uh, I think it was Boateng on the wing gets the ball, um, crosses into Zlatan. He is a hair offside. He's a little ahead of the ball. I don't blame the AR at all for not calling that. That no, is no. too close. And also, I don't want to call Zlatan offside on a game-winning goal as his debut. Fuck that. I want to keep my job. Exactly. <laughs> uh, pandemonium in the stands. Pandemonium all over the soccer Twitter. Uh, curmudgeonly harumphs in England. Uh, it had everything. <laughs> Do we count this as the greatest moment in MLS regular season history? I I would have to go back and look, but... I feel like there's been a lot of um, Cali Classicos with San Jose and LA Galaxy that have been similar to this game. Late goals, winning it, high scoring. Um, I, I would, yeah. I'm I'd just going to throw this out there. Like, I've, <laughs> I've, oh. I have gone back into the history. No. I, okay, I, fine. It, this way. isn't even recency bias. This is... One of the biggest stars in the world of soccer coming into MLS. Yeah, it's in the twilight of his career. Zlatan is different than anybody else that could have been coming in. This is Zlatan is not Steven Gerrard. No, he's not Steven Gerrard. He's not Frank Lampard. He's not Ashley Cole. He's not Pirlo. He's not even David Beckham. He's better. He's yeah. more. Well, he's it, more fit to take on MLS defenses and dominate this league. It's not even that he's fit. I mean, the oh, dude's yes. coming off of a fucking ACL they're, tear. They're worried about his fitness, and 20 minutes after the after the game, he, in the post-match conference, he said that he was tired after playing 20 minutes. So, And he scored like, two goals. Like, If he didn't do that consistently for LA Galaxy, they're in the playoffs. They're a favorite for the top. Yeah, I mean, honestly... Zlatan probably makes him a favorite for the supporter shield. Yeah. I they weren't that far down and it, that singular ability to make something happen like he's only going to miss turf games. I'm just trying to imagine a side where City Schmidt fits in Zlatan alongside Kamara and how many goals they can store. Like 20 in a game? Is that possible? Yeah, probably. Yeah, more than likely. Do they play us at home? No. Um, they play us at home. I mean, they play us... Home and away. Yeah, they play us twice, but at least the home match, I mean, Zlatan's not going to play. I hope he does, though. I want to see him play in person. You know, to be honest, I I do as well. So, um, let's talk about the rest of MLS. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that happened. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There were other games this week. Uh, Toronto FC... 3-1 3-1 win over Real Salt Lake. Uh, first win um, for Toronto in the season. Golzi finally wins. And he scored twice? He scored twice. Yes. In this game. Penalty yep. and then one from open play. Giovinco has a penalty saved by Armando. Giovinco had all of his shots shot directly at Armando. Um, he did not have a great game. That's what made Toronto so deadly and dangerous. That one of their best players can have an off game. Players put up the pieces. Their supporting roles. Uh, Sant Ricketts with the third goal of the game, sealing it for Toronto. Yeah, three points in the bag. Yeah, um, excellent win for them. Especially they were rotating players for Champions League, which we will talk about as well. Um, Orlando decided to also get into the four-three business. Uh, they beat New York Red Bulls by that scoreline. Um, in a game in which Jason Christ realizes that he's got a bunch of guys who play well together in a non-diamond formation. Blasphemy. It's also a game <laughs> in which Jesse March realizes that he has to fly to Guadalajara three days after the match, going from fucking Florida to mile high plus a little bit. Damn, son. Uh, Dom Dwyer somehow dove and didn't break anything in his body, but also... Didn't deserve his first goal. Totally fouled Luis Robles. God, he, he, he I don't know shoved how, him out of the way. I mean... They didn't even review it, which was... He, like, boxed Robles out as Robles was trying to get the ball out of the corner. And, Ro, and if that's going to be... Scored, that's, that's 
that can be a precedent that has, that is a goal. I'm it's not... a point of emphasis in the league to be stopping pushes in the box. Yeah, that it, was against a goalkeeper, no it's less. It's ridiculous. It should have been called off. His second goal, though, apocalyptic defending by yeah. Rebel on a throw in. And then, again, you know, Rebels, they didn't totally rotate, but they rotated quite a bit. Yeah. And um, it, it showed on that goal. Yeah. And they'll play Guadalajara. Probably by the time you listen to this, uh, they play Wednesday night. We're performing on Tuesday night. Nacho will um, get around to it when he does. Yeah. He, he said over, he'll. Edit this. I think on he Wednesday actually, nights. Yeah, he basically said, "I'll I'll get to it sometime." He can so. probably edit this out if he wants to. I mean, he's yeah. really holds the keys. He can edit this whole entire podcast out if he really wants to. Actually, come to think of it, let's leave a quick silence just in case he wants to say "fuck you guys." Okay, if you heard that, then he did. Um, on to our next game, Chicago. Oh, sorry, I skipped one. Columbus lost to Vancouver two to one. Zardes scoring again, some off a rebound. Off a sh- yeah, just so, cleaning up some yeah, garbage goal. But yeah. again, that's what strikers have to do. Yeah, and again, like, Jassy Zardes scoring is weird. Uh, Breck Shea did not want to get out of the WTF US call-up goals fest in this game. Um, gets the equalizer. Alfonso Davies should have been the one with the winner. Yeah, he... He made a run into the box, but the when he controlled the ball, it bounced up. It may have hit his right arm. I still didn't see the replay that, that clearly, but it, it, it was called up for a handball. Um, he didn't make the run to the box, score. Yeah. But then, like, minutes later, Kai Kamara scores, um, makes the gesture for VAR, and swears at the ref, and it was beautiful. <laughs> and not he only... Swears at the ref, but swears in the direction of the ref. And yeah. Swore in, I think he swore in the direction of that screen. Yeah. But it was regardless, great. I mean like, like well done. The yeah. amount of the amount of booing that descended from Matt Frey's like ten thousand people, because again, they're trying to keep people out of the stadium to make it seem like they need to move to Austin. Uh, but the amount of boos was probably the loudest that stadium got in the entire game. Um Chicago two two draw against the Portland Timbers. Um, Chicago's pointlessness ends. Uh, Bridgeview's pointlessness continues. Actually, it just it's it's dumb. It's yeah, you don't like yeah. It. Like, why the <laughs> fuck does it exist? Uh, why build is the it... same Chicago? You yeah. Chicago Fire, but fucking deal with it. You're I... you're grown up team. Stop lying to your fans. And also, you, <laughs> your city, like Bridgeview itself, is pointless. Like, how are you twenty minutes away from transit in fucking Chicago? <laughs> Anyway, it's kind um, of a weird tangent. I'm really yeah. sorry. Um, so uh, another absence for Liam Ridgewell. He's not he, getting back into the side. No, is he? he's not. They'll, they'll trade him for peanuts, or they'll just sit him for the rest of the season. He's he hasn't shown the effort this season, and he should be benched for a reason. He hasn't been good when he uh, has played. How about this? Just let him retire midseason. Yeah. Give him a coaching job. He clearly loves the club. It's that his effort on the field hasn't been anywhere near good enough. Um, six minutes, uh, Blanco burns Tony Shawnee. Um, nice through ball to Larry for the chip. Um, Blanco also had a header. Basically, one of those, kind of like how Zlatan screened for Pontius, where everybody expected the header to go to Fernando Adi, and then Sebastian Blanco just pops up and gets it. Yeah, the shortest guy in the pitch gets the header. Um, Chicago did end up tying this game late. Nicholich scored, and then uh, Vincent um, scored this second goal about the 83rd minute to equalize their first point. I think Portland's second point of the year. Um, they open up their stadium in two weeks against Minnesota. I am... Cautiously optimistic about that game. Cautiously. I'm not yet. Because I think Portland playing just at home is a different animal. Portland's got too much quality, honestly. And if you had told me that Chicago and Portland combined after five games apiece would have like three points. No, you'd... That's, That's probably the biggest surprise for me. Just the terrible form that they've been on. Yeah. Um... San Jose losing at home two to one to um, NYCFC. 
early goal, at least, yeah. for um, the Earthquakes. Yeah, Quintana uh, uh, scores off the corner, the uh, Yerdwain's first goal for San Jose. Um, but it wouldn't last too long. Uh, Tenor home with an absolute rocket. Yeah. Uh, another Swede scoring a rocket, this time from like much closer, like yeah, a reasonable it, range. Yeah, it was within the box. Um, after the game, Tenor home uh, basically got asked, hey, guys from Sweden had a really good day, eh? So he said, yeah, I haven't scored any goals like that in 25 years, but now it's a new tradition. I was inspired by Zlatan earlier today, so I don't want to get worse than him. I think my goal was harder. That's how we do it in Sweden. He was later found mauled by a lion. I'm just going to throw this out there. As, as a Minnesotan, Swedes do not do it that interestingly. Do, do what interestingly? It, like, do it, get it. it okay. Um, Matthew Morales scores the game when goal two people love Quintaro, each other very much. Uh, deflected it off the San Jose Dole store. Um, unlucky for him, but Sean Johnson got NYCFC in this game. He yeah, deserves a call up in the future for sure. Yeah. Um, Houston lost 2 0 to New England at home. Um, Houston went down a man after being down 1 0. Um, to Marcus Beasley, why was he arguing that that wasn't a tactical foul where he was the last man? That was like I mean, the tr- most obvious call ever. I mean, desperation is the only answer I have. Um, he, yeah, fall the die, last man back, clear red card. And then I think really New England kind of toasted from there. Yeah. Um, it, Decent press by them throughout the game. Uh, Spring Kansas City with a 1-0 win at home over D.C. How exactly did Sporting Kansas City miss, like, 12 sitters in this game? Well, there's a there's a, actually a, a very important PSA here. Um, if your strikers are missing close range, um, they might have Carlos, Carlos Rivas disease. Um, it has been known to affect the best strikers. I mean, look at Albert Luis last game. He missed many sitters. Um, but it's a very serious thing that's taking over leagues, and um, we should be more aware of it. Yeah, um, they're going to be selling wristbands at upcoming MLS games. They'll actually throw them to you, but they'll miss completely. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just just wait to get hit in the head with them. Um, Colorado, 3-0 win over Philadelphia. Um, the notes say, and I quote, Badgy, 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 multiple exclamation points. Oh, oh, I was playing off the Human Division guys calling goals for Stolson Gashi last year. Oh, wait, that's why my ears got filled with jizz as I heard the commentary. I'm glad you're wearing the headphones and not me. Headphones was notch. Yeah. <laughs> um, Baji's goals are basically, his first two goals at least were... Right place, right time. Yeah, which they were they I were clean up finishes. Yeah, which um, I would, his hard. second goal, there was some good hold up play. But I mean, yeah, it's it, it, you're it's in the right place. You hit it towards goal. Yeah, that's that's what a striker should do. Yeah, he's he's doing his job well. His third goal was well worked and well placed by him. Um, Philly hurt with a real bad. Dear God, for signing bad. David Ocom in the in the summer or in the summer in the winter. Yeah, he. They're, they're just really bad. They're they're, they're really bad. Garbage. Um, speaking of garbage, Kelvin Leardam gets sent off in uh, Seattle's 1-0 loss at home to Montreal for slapping a player in the face, but not even like a full-out slap. Like, it was completely by accident that it happened. He was, the guy I pushed him, he like tried to swipe the, the hands away. His arm went a little higher and just kind of like lightly slapped him on the face. Yeah. Although, I mean, I mean it's a clear red card, but at least earn it. Like, come on, lead I, him. I thought the intent was there. The problem was the execution. Yeah. You're saying that the execution oh, yeah. was I, there. The problem was the intent. Like, I mean, if you're going to go there, you should definitely just like nut tap him like Dempsey does. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to say punch people in the dick, but. Punch people in the dick. No. Earn it. No, I, I would rather see somebody get a black eye from a slap, like a good slap, than punching someone in the dick. Like, I mean, as long as it's not me, I'm fine with it. Caleb. I don't care. You punched him in the 
dick. <laughs> uh, uh, let's move on to the CCL, which one of the games is happening right now. Um, Toronto FC is currently, well, actually, as of two minutes ago, one, uh, three, one against uh, Club America. Giovinco, uh Matthews, Matthews, that's his name. Uh, Altador and Morgan, sorry. Yeah. Uh, stored goals for uh, Toronto. America does have that one away goal. Um, they will play again a couple weeks. Was it next week? I think it, it might next be next week. week. So go Toronto. I mean, yeah. Shit. Why not? I mean, it, it, this is this is almost as monumental as anything could happen in an MLS week that doesn't involve Zlatan scoring twice in 18 minutes on his debut. Yeah, and I actually had uh, Red Bulls who played Wednesday night as a higher, as a more likely to make the final than Toronto, just they're playing Chivas Guadalajara, who are not doing well in the league. They're doing terribly, and um, Chivas um, is going to be the away team in the second leg uh with that we are more than overdue for a break uh we will come right back with info about the rest of the american soccer world as well as the rest of the world of soccer Coming back to this um, Reynolds rap that we had last week, I do have another question. Uh, Caleb brought up during the break uh, that the bite might have actually come from Jay-Z, um, to which I have to ask, who's more likely to bite, um, Beyonce or Jay-Z during sex? So, moving on to the pyramid... Yes, moving on to the pyramid scheme. <laughs> that is our greatest segue ever. Uh, um, let's move to the Egyptians and cover news from the rest of the U.S. soccer pyramid. Uh, USL and stuff and all this. It's one hit out of my head, man. It's one hit out of my head. Uh, um, so speaking of things that are also terrible to think about, um, U.S. soccer accepted the appeal um, that the Jacksonville Armada, Miami FC, and the New York Cosmos sent in. Um, to essentially have kind of stand-in B teams allowed in to uh, the U.S. Open Cup. Um, the tournament rules stipulate that teams have to qualify um, from the same league that um, they stay in for the following year. So essentially, um, B teams that... Uh, Miami FC would have, which they didn't have last year. Um, the New York Cosmos, um, their B team theoretically would have been ineligible um, from their NPSL team. And the Jacksonville Armada, I think, had a U23 team. But essentially, none of those teams qualified for uh, U.S. Open Cup, but all of those teams were allowed into a play-in round. Yeah. Uh, another team, El Farolito in California, was disqualified, disqualified from the tournament for switching from a local um, elite amateur lead to the NPSL. Yeah. So they're very strict about this, but it's that they allowed the teams that were kind of thrown under the bus by NASL to yeah. get um, some sort of action out of their teams this yeah. year. Um, and Minneapolis City, I think, had the best take on this because they went through the exact same issue uh, when they moved from the PLA to NPSL. Um, they essentially said, this is a rule that is very selectively determined, which yeah. is a problem. It's probably the right decision that these teams are allowed to compete um, especially given the fact that you know they're they're paying their players, at least in some way, shape, or form. Hopefully, uh, yeah. But also, like if with the ever changing landscape of American soccer, maybe they should just get rid of that rule and just have teams. If, if they even if they move leads, you can go in the US Open Cup. You qualified. You earned that spot. You know. Yeah, I I fully think that. Yes, players should be cup tied if they you know go to a different team, 
but yeah allow these teams to you know progress on regardless of you know what league they're in you know if they've done everything required of them to qualify especially if it's they're looking for the best way for the team to survive i think that's the biggest aspect um they should be allowed um so getting back to um the usual uh pyramid scheming uh the usl round up this week a couple of games indy 11 had their first home match at lucas oils stadium uh they hosted fc cincinnati Seventeen thousand five hundred thirty-five people made it out to that match that's fantastic i mean i didn't expect a poor showing by indy fans they've always been a, a fan base that have supported their team and moving to a different lead uh and a bigger stadium would allow for more fans to come out. It's their first game at Lucas Oil Stadium. I expect that number to drop a little bit, but not too much. And then their yeah. next few games. Um, if you um, haven't seen the TIFO yet, as well, it's fantastic. Oh, it's so awesome. It's fantastic. Um, it's it's far more fantastic than the results. Um, FC Cincinnati won one nil. Um, Evan Newton saved six shots, including a penalty and the subsequent rebound. Excellent work by him. Um, the Las Vegas Lights also... I, they won 2-1, but I I don't know how to feel about this team. They won against uh, Swell Park Rangers. Colton Storm um, scored the game winner. Unfortunately for him, he plays for Swell Park Rangers and scored an own goal for Las Vegas, who had only had one shot on goal, um, and they won 2-1. But this team just frustrates me with their llamas and their stupid emojis on the inside of their jerseys and their god-awful, like, 90s-ass jerseys. I don't like it. How many times have you been to Las Vegas? Zero. Okay. As someone that made a few trips up to um, the Las Vegas in my Arizona days, I am more than happy to see them really embrace the fucking weird that is <laughs> Las Vegas. Is it is it weirder than Portland? Um, it's Portland has its like kind of regrettable hippie weird. Las Vegas is like this just. It's its own thing. <laughs> That's okay. It's there's no other way to describe it. And Las Vegas Lights, credit to them, they have got like every like trashy weird thing about Las Vegas completely on point. Um, NWSL roundup. Uh, my team that I jumped way too heavy on to begin the season. Uh, the Washington Spirit uh, beats Orlando. Uh, 2-0. A couple of very late goals for uh, the Spirit. Mel Pugh had her first of the year. Orlando are another one of those teams that are decimated by um, people that are missing due to international duty. Yeah, uh, Marta was on during this game, and also Alex Morgan out with, with a concussion. Um, New York, uh, New York. Uh, North Carolina beat uh, Sky? Was that Chicago? Yeah. Sky? No, Sky Blues. Sky Blues? Yeah, so you were almost right when talking about New York. Oh, well. This is why you talked about NWSL and I Exactly, don't. because I watch women's soccer, because... You're a good person and I'm not. We, yeah. We've covered this before. Yes. Although, <laughs> I, I went out of my way to defend your honor in the intro to last week's episode that you still have not listened to. I will listen to it tomorrow, and I will text you. like, thank you, Colin. You're welcome. Not for right now, I'm just going to be curmudgeonly. I'm just... I will throw this out there about the um, Courage's goal. Uh, Jaylene Hinkle, I don't know if she's been credited with the goal yet. She should, and her through ball, possibly even better than Zlatan's volley goal. I'm serious. Go watch okay, it. Okay, I I will. Um, no sewer news, so we're not in the... We're not that 13-year-old kid that got stuck in the sewer yeah, in we're, California. We're not removing that man cover at all this week, so let's... Sorry. That person cover. <laughs> that person <laughs> whole, whole cover. cover. So yeah, uh, we're going to the pub. We're going to cover EPL. We're going to the pub. This week we're going to actually Alan Pardew's office, and it is... I thought he'd be here. He said he'd be here by now. Um, the cask is uh, kind of running dry there, yeah, too. Yeah, it's 
this is very disappointing. I thought, you know, we'd have a nice time out in the in England, but I there's nothing here. Yeah, it's 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 sadly empty, although um I hear that there is somebody promising that's coming in to at least uh sit in the chair for a little while. Who's that? Um the assistant coach whose name is, is very sadly escaping me. Um but the problem of course is that um this seems to be the only time that the EPL has actually established the Rooney rule and it's a guy who is um a black Englishman. He's getting the job as it's completely and totally obvious that West Brom is getting sent down mm-hmm. and he's definitely not going to hold that job any longer. Um, there's been plenty of derision on social media about the fact that the one time that a black guy gets the job, it's West Brom who are in 20th place and have absolutely no shot of staying up. Yeah, they have no ch- chance of staying up. Unfortunately, Alan Pardew, this is a long time coming, him losing his job. Um, West Brom... Definitely down in the season. I was on some more positive news. Uh, Liverpool 2, Crystal Palace 1. mentioned this earlier in the pod, but uh, Crystal Palace went up early on a penalty kick. And then Sané and Sané, sorry, Mane and Salah scored goals on off of low crosses late. Um, Three points away at Crystal Palace is not bad. Um, Salah's goal was great because he touched the ball around Mamadou Sacco, former Liverpool player, and shot. And as the ball was going, leaving his foot, Sacco was on the ground diving and stuck his arms out and just missed his arms. Yeah. So, um, uh, by the way, I did look it up. Darren Morrow okay. is the uh, new coach for West Brom. Too bad that he is already a dead man walking. Um, Chelsea lost to Tottenham 3-1. Spurs' first win away at Chelsea since 1990. Yeah, Chelsea actually went up uh, went up early um, in this game off of Alvaro Morata header. Um, couldn't keep it, though. Ericsson had a streamer. Deli Ali stored a wonderful goal. Um, beautiful first touch. And watches celebrate. There's a picture of his celebration in front of the Chelsea fans. It looks like a Renaissance painting. Every single quadrant of that painting, you see a different story of fans who were just pissed off, fans who were just like, accepted their fate. Yeah. Um, um, it's fantastic. I think it's Bruegel that had the painting of the like Dutch countryside where everybody that was like kind of very small in the painting uh, was doing something really horrifically embarrassing. and that's basically that photograph go check it out arsenal 3-0 win against stoke fourth win for arsenal in a row in all competitions i i don't know are you feeling optimistic no 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 i mean as an arsenal fan every single moment where you question how things are going is only as bad as Wenger's most recent defeat. Uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, um, two goals, and then he gave the third goal, uh, which was a penalty, to Alexandre Lacazette, who's charitable by him, especially because Lacazette has been on a terrible run of form. Yeah, and I mean, that can get him back up and back into form, seeing that ball go in. Um, Stoke probably going down they're in the relegation zone right now they're don't seem to show any fight mark hughes is that southam right now i don't know why i said that but <laughs> yeah still yeah still southam's also yeah. probably gonna be going down if they don't right the ship quickly yeah things are looking a little bit up we'll definitely well, talk about the rest of the table uh next week um everton also lost 3-1 to <laughs> Manchester City at home. Uh, Everton, oh, sorry, had less possession than Fernandinho did. Wow. Yeah. Just, I mean. Let that settle <laughs> in. One player on Man City had more possession of the ball in their 90 minutes than the whole entire team of Everton. Ouch. I, I just want to send this for just another second. It is 
Beautiful. A win against Man United at the Etihad uh, on the weekend will secure the title for Man City. Uh, Let's move into our final segment tonight. They don't call it soccer. Some do, though, is in brackets. Um, The first thing, we have to talk about some regrettable things with the Copa America Femenina, um, the women's CONMEBOL tournament. Um, So some of the matches are going to be moved from uh, one of their sites in Ovale, Chile, um, because the stadium had an athletic track installed, and in the process of installing that track, it completely ruined the grass, and nobody was around to figure <laughs> out how badly oh, it was damaged. It, it When you question how badly women's soccer is is managed and stewarded by uh, the authorities that need to be making sure that things are going well. Something like this happens. Like, yeah, it, it needs to stop. I mean, the women's game is sh- should have more of a light on it. Of If it had more focus on it, this stuff wouldn't happen. This would never happen in a men's tournament, and that's the problem. Yeah, it's it's bad um uh, let's move on to uh today's champions league juve losing 3-0 to real madrid at home bicycle tit from ronaldo um he stores the the bicycle tit and the even the juve fans are like i cheer for him yeah which is you don't see very often especially in these high pressure competitions um ronaldo definitely saluted the fans afterwards which is Goodbye, yeah. him. So, good soccer feelings all around. Yay, after that, hooray! <laughs> as we're still treating, I mean, like, badly, but still, this was nice. Yeah, hooray! I mean, it, this was very much a "I'm not even mad." That's amazing performance yeah. by Ronaldo. It's, I don't know which is better, his bicycle kick or the Zlatan, his first goal. The bicycle kick is pretty impressive. It, it was a very impressive bike. You know what's going to be even more impressive? when men and blazers are right three years from now with their tweets saying <laughs> that Ronaldo is going to get signed by Minnesota United. We can bring that back to Cristiano song. Oh, Cristiano, you're the love of my life. Oh, Cristiano, won't you share to my wife? Remember that? With uh... I do remember that, yeah, too. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God, I had forgotten about that one. That the was one of our better ones. The problem with that one, ones. though, with Ronaldo, is that he might actually share our wives. Nah, yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah, but... Um, <laughs> Sevilla, it's okay. I mean, mine. I think I heard the door open, and she's probably home by now. Oh, but, cool. Let's yeah. go, Sevilla. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Sevilla. Uh, they lost one two against Bayern Munich at home. Uh, Sevilla went ahead early. It kind of seemed like things were going to go terribly yeah. awry for Bayern, uh, and Se- then they s- decidedly did not. Yeah, Sevilla started an own goal, and then I believe it was Frank Ribery who scored the game winner. Um, was it Ribery that scored the winner, or was it Javi Martinez? Because I know both of them scored. Maybe they might have given one of their goals to the own goal later, or switched the own goal to one of them. Could have been, but yeah, Sevilla was definitely in the driving seat, and then kind of lost control. Um, it was their home, which leg. is not a good thing to do when you're in the driving seat. Usually, when that happens, you want to stay on the road and finish your you, drive. You, you'll end up in a lake. Yeah. Or any other sort of body of water. Um, so that was their home leg. They'll play at Bayern. Bayern's pretty much through at this point. Speaking of games that happen at the Allianz Arena, <laughs> um, let's move to the Bundesliga. Bayern Munich 6, Borussia Dortmund 0. Oofta. I mean, at least Pulisic wasn't horrible it was five nil at the half yeah it, it was complete and the half and that utter I watched, destruction yeah by Bayern Munich it, it was literally that Simpsons gif of the kid saying stop stop he's already dead yeah it was just that for 45 minutes yeah um, not even and the only such not, nothing defeat or such nothing game in mostly to this weekend Hoffenheim did the same thing to Cologne um in the same weekend, which is doesn't happen very often. I don't, I don't think two sets, no names in the same league. I'm just gonna throw this out there. Um, Hoffenheim six, Köln zero. 
not as impressive as no. Munich 6 Dortmund 0. No, you're right. But still, I thought it was fun to include those. Uh, moving on to Serie A. Uh, Juve defeated AC Milan 3-1. to one. Um, Sorry, Mo Karazzi. Uh, um, <laughs> Sassuolo um, 1-1 draw against Napoli. Um, that means that uh, Juve are now four points clear of Napoli. The Milan derby probably will have happened it's going by on now. tomorrow on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, if somehow you watch that, good on you. It's going to be a, a crack of a derby. Milan's like seven points behind Inter in the table. Um, still have a shout barely of a Champions League spot. I oh, can't be believe game. that 17 goals happened with only 12 people lasting on the field at the end. It was really weird when Zlatan signed a one-day loan to AC Milan and parachuted in. I didn't even sub him on. He just came on and scored three goals. It you was would, crazy. You would think that there's some sort of FIFA regulation against the fan that he used to parachute <laughs> in with. You think so, but apparently... No, it's the rules. Also, in that uh, Golden Retriever scored a goal for Inter Milan. I mean, technically, not it's the rules for a dog to play to, for a soccer team in Serie A. Somebody has seen Airbud 3. Um, in La Liga news, um, Sevilla drew 2-2 against Barcelona um, at home. Barcelona stay undefeated in La Liga. 23 wins and 7 draws in 30 games um and lead on psg are still first place by an insurmountable amount of points it remains one of the most boring leagues in all of europe yay on that note hooray um <laughs> where are you at colin um well just quickly to address the reynolds rep uh we talked about some reviews earlier there was in fact um somebody that reviewed one of our episodes and said that Colin does not seem as unhinged lately with the Reynolds rap. Whoever did that, like, don't. Like, it's been dead, man. Like, come on. Like, like come on. Seriously. It's, it's been, he's been, he's been, he's been all right. Like, like, Luis Suarez biting Beyonce? Like, that's pretty crazy. And but not also, only that, at the same time, totally believable yeah. and also topical. Yeah. So if you don't like, two on hinge during the rounds wrap up, it's not believable. Yeah, come on. Also, like There's the way that I will this. actually become unhinged is by like not taking my meds. Nobody wants that. Like I'm actually much worse when I'm off my meds than when I'm on my meds. Thank you very much, Caleb. Where can you be found <laughs> on social media? On that note, I am at K Olson seven sixteen. Uh, you can also check out my supporters group roll call series on fifty five one. Um, yeah, that's about what I'm doing right now. So, yeah. It's been some excellent work. I've Thank you. really I, appreciated it. I've done... I just sent it out there and people responded, which is great. And if you're a supporters group or you have one or you want to start one in the future, uh, DM me on Twitter. My DMs are open. Although, actually, if you want to start a supporters group on Twitter, just just don't. It, it, There's so that many. Was, that was the joke like three weeks ago. Just... Just stop. If you're serious about starting one. Just stop. Please do so. Okay. Uh, you can find me at the attachments. Um, I usually am able to tweet things about games. Unfortunately, I was literally that frostbit that I could not even, like. It was so cold moving, my phone would die if I brought it on my coat pocket. It, that happened even before the match started. That's how bad it was outside. We took a selfie with my buddy Shane, and then my phone went, nope. Womp, so that was fun. <laughs> um, you can find Notch slash this podcast at TWO United Fans. You can also find our podcast on any good podcast app, um, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, whichever one you use, make sure that you review on iTunes. Also, make sure that you check out our good friends, Tectonics. Um, they are so kind to give us the song Lustless as our intro music. Do they have any shows coming up, by the way? I don't think so. At the, uh, I know the lead singer decided a new job, so he's a little bit busy, but... Um... EP supposed to come out later this year. Look forward to that. Um, they'll probably release songs here and there before that as well. Check it out um, on YouTube. Tectonics band. Because if you look up Tectonics, you just did like videos on how the Tectonics plate plates work. 
which is not as rocking as the band. It's also not as rocking <laughs> as ten did. All right, I'm sorry, not shy. Damn it! <laughs> that is all that we have for we call it soccer this week. Take it easy. Uh, make sure to check us out. Hopefully, at full strength next week when we don't actually have Minnesota United news to talk about. Take it easy, everyone. Feed me.